This, this, this is the Cigar Authority. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. The authority on everything cigar. Respect my authority. Who got the lighter? In and out of the cigar industry with your hosts, David Garofalo. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Mr. Jonathan. He's confident, smart, witty, dynamic, a monster. And Chuck Morrison. This is a hard job. So I was working at McDonald's. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. It's the Catalina f- wine mixer. It's about to get all stupid up in here. And welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority, week three of 2013. And uh, we're smoking limited cigars today from 2008 um, that we found. And also the godfather of boutique cigars, Ernesto Carrillo, came out with what he says is the strongest cigar yet. And we'll smoke that and we'll see if uh, that is the case. And we might have a new rookie to have throw up on the show. It'll be awesome. Yeah, that would be good. (laughs) Uh, Chuck Morrison isn't here with us. We have Nick with us. Welcome aboard, Nick. Hey, thank you, guys. Glad to be here. Good. Uh, A lawyer gets convicted over three years in jail and a $60,000 fine for smuggling Cuban cigars. Not people. Cuban cigars. And a uh, cigar becomes a wheel. Mr. Jonathan will explain that, too. Yeah, will. Uh, the new Cigar Snob is out, and the new Cigar Aficionado is out. Uh, we're going to put some side-by-side comparisons this week and lots more. Uh, welcome, Mr. Jonathan. You are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network, the only syndicated radio show that drinks pool water. We'll yeah. get into that in a little bit. Uh, we're the only radio show in New England, the U.S., and perhaps the world that is always broadcast on location this week in Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. Exit one off Route 3. Uh, and the only radio show that, that we don't just allow smoking here. We insist that you smoke along with us. Uh, you look Each week you seem like this is the first time you're reading this little segment. Read it, memorize it, and understand <laughs> it. Every week it's the first time. This is a little thing you never prepared for. It. You're confused. You don't know what's going on. It's like you drank a half a gallon of pool water or something like that. I feel like I did. I'm oh, wait, I did do that. <laughs> uh, you can not only catch us on syndication on seven radio stations currently picking us up on the Cigar Authority Retailers Radio Network, but you can always tune in at CigarAuthority.com and watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time, find us on iTunes, set it and forget it. It's going to go right in. Listen to us on thecigarstation.com twice on Sundays from 11 to 1 and 11 to 1. I did that with no script. It's not even written on the thing. All right, good. It's about time you end up getting it. So I'm pouring myself a nice cup of hot java here. This is Cafe Sano from That's my right. friend Mike Cusano out there. Um, and I've got myself a liter of cola. I mean, uh, uh, Cafe Sano. Cafe Sano. And uh, go ahead. You, and, but you drank instead of coffee this morning. You had. Uh, I found a bottle of water on the table that I thought was my bottle of water from yesterday. And apparently it wasn't. There was just... Two inches of water in the bottom, so I figure, you know what? Oh, I'm not two inches. Be, That's not even going to kill you if it was I'm not going to be wasteful. Arsenic. I'm just going to drink it, and I swilled it down, and afterwards I realized this was... Do you swig it down rancid, or do you swill it down? Whatever it was. Swig. It was swill. It was swilled. Oh, you know. it was disgusting. And you've been bothered by it. I, we'll see if it has any effect in your taste buds today. I'll tell you, all I taste is pool water now. We have a uh, very special cigar. We did inventory the first of the year. We count uh, every single cigar, millions of cigars. And um, while you're doing that, things get pushed back. Things get pushed, put in a box and put aside for some reason. And uh, obviously not checked for many, many years because what we have here, what year is this? This is um, 2013. 
right now. We're in 2013, but these this came was out in 08. 2008. So this is the Don Papine Black Label Lancero. And a lot of people out there haven't heard of it because, uh, first off, it was 2008, but they only made 1,000 boxes of these to That's begin it. with anyway. The boxes are 50, big boxes of Lancero, not particularly my favorite cigar, but uh, not put your coffee down. Put those cigarettes down. <laughs> There's a pack of those red and white cigarettes <laughs> on the counter. And uh, we're going to have uh, Nick uh, enjoy a cigar with us today. That we are. He, he went outside two times this morning, unexplainably. And then he comes back in and he sits down and he gets back to work on whatever he's doing. And he, uh, he sees uh, one of our employees, Steve, smoking a cigarette. He goes, you can smoke in here? I go, you yeah. used, used to be in the studio where you can't smoke. This studio, we do this show. Why we don't go up the street and go to your studio, which would be much easier for us to do. Oh, we'd much, love to have you guys. The thing easier. is, you will not let us do this, which is light cigars. And what kind of a radio show would you have, a cigar radio show, that would not be really smoking cigars? It would be like every other cigar-smoking radio show that fakes it. But we actually really do it. We're going to cut our cigar, look at a little pigtail on it, triple capped, little pigtail on it, uh, double banded with a Don Pepine black label, Cuban classic. Now, since this is your first time, I gave you a perfect cut. So there's a stop built in. You can just press the cigar right up to the stop, click it, and... It just opened up enough for you. You got a little... See the end? Yep. You should be good to go. Unlike most Lanceros, this Lancero is a little... Don't even light it yet. It's a little thicker. Than it's an huge, average yeah. Lancero, it's almost like a Super Corona Here more than it is a Lancero. It does say Lancero on it, so that's what we're going to call it. But draw-wise, this is going to draw more like a Corona than a Lancero. Now, before we even light the cigar, Nick, what we do is taste the cigar pre-lit. Before you even light the cigar, you taste what it tastes like. You're talking about a cigar five years old now, Uh Probably made a couple of years even before right that. Right off the bat, raisins and well-seasoned portobello mushrooms right off the bat. Well-seasoned with? Seasoned and, and cooked. The, the portobello mushrooms are cooked in this, in this flavor. Nick's got some tats on. He's got uh, he's all tatted up. Some music tattoos. <laughs> so maybe he's a musician or something. We'll get all this. Uh, it's, a, it's a knob up here. It'll say uh, Mike's to PA. And then just turn that up a little bit, and you're good. Chuck Morrison is making mountains move this weekend. As much as the Patriots are in a big, big game this week, which is probably the biggest game for them till after they win and they get in the Super Bowl, right. who do we have? The, the Patriots playing the Baltimore Ravens tomorrow, and Chuck Morrison is the sound guy for the New England Patriots. He has not only pushed us off, but he actually pushed the Patriots off. This must be important. This is the making mountains move big thing that he's a guest speaker at some big, big uh, convention. For guest speakers? Yeah. Get for, what is he, like motivational, motivational type, type of thing yeah. or whatever, whatever he does. <laughs> whatever it is that you do. You say it Jack, like it's a bad thing. No, it's a good thing. No, it's awesome. No, it's a big day for him. So uh, he said, you really mind? This is a big show out for me, of course. And uh, Nick, who usually is at one of the stations, taking right. care of us anyway. When you heard the music come on, the intro, that's Nick's voice. That's Nick's voice. Doing it. So He's been with us. He's with us. Since the beginning yeah. of the year. Of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to do now, Nick, is we're going to heat up the foot of the cigar, the part that you didn't cut. We're just going to warm that up and get it all happy. Just like you're toasting a marshmallow, you don't have to uh, actually put it right on the flame, but you toast it, toasty, toasty. And uh, this, is a, this is a big deal. This is a, a $10 cigar, 
Um, and it's five years on top of that since it was released. They only made a 1,000 boxes of them. Very, very limited cigar. We found 30-something boxes of them. Yeah. How can that possibly be that a cigar store could find a lost item inside their humidor? It's, it's impossible. Well, look in the camera behind us, and what you're able to see is about 20% of Nashua's humidor through the camera. Right. It's ridiculous how big the humidor is. There's aisles upon aisles, two mil- shelves upon two shelves. Two million cigars in there. Two million. It's, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, stuff gets lost in there all the time. Well, we've got to make that go away, and we, we're working on that with the inventory system and yep. the new computer stuff that we're doing. So that We've we got these cool little scanners. Yeah, so hopefully we're going to know what's in there at all time. We counted everything. We Knowing know that it's in there is different than being able to find it. Right. That's a whole... Then there's another process that, that, that says um, rack system or uh, something that has... I forget what the wording was. The Dewey Decimal lot, System? No, lot... Lot to some lot thing, and you're gonna write down where Section it is. Section A, yeah, wherever. Shelf we gotta figure one. it. Yeah, we gotta figure it out so we know what the stuff is. Especially when you got something real like this. Um, this is in, you know, right now. Don Pepin's getting all the accolades as he's the the hottest guy. He's been a hot guy for a long, long time. Five yes. years ago, he was the hot guy. Here it is, well, well aged, a great cigar. Um, I say that because I've already had three or four of them beforehand. Saying that I don't like a Lancero, I, I'm not particular with this particular size of cigar. It's a little thicker than a normal Lancero, so it's better. The draw is good, the taste is good. I'll get through it. It's good. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, you'll get through it. So, uh, a uh, thousand boxes ever made. It's got the old uh, seal on it, and uh, we got them, and, and it's a big deal. So uh, that's that. Uh, it was supposed to be a. Uh, we're going to end up taping a show uh, on Monday. Not only am I taping um, next week's show, um, before that show, I am the um, guest. What? <laughs> commentator. The guest sitter. Yeah, you don't really commentate that much. Whatever it is, uh, I am hosting a sports radio show, uh, uh, NBC Sports. They're coming here to do the show, and I'm going to be a host for the second time. So that's the big news, because I did it before, and it, w- it was their mistake, right, that they had me as a... Shame on a, them. Right. The second time, they actually liked whatever little I added to, <laughs> whatever little mess I added to it. So they're coming in uh, Monday. We're going to do a live show uh, with them from 10 to 12. Then we're going to tape a show from 1 o'clock because uh, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. Uh, my plan was on Wednesday to uh, fly to Miami and leave from Miami to Cuba. And uh, I was invited by the um, some Cuban something to uh, for the Art of Cigar exhibit. The Chancellor of Art. Yeah. Um, the Art of Cigars, um, and they uh, sent me a formal invitation um, to, and they would pay all expenses because that's the problem of going to Cuba. We're not allowed to spend money in Cuba. There's an embargo against Cuba. Uh, formal invitation where they'll pay for everything. The embargo doesn't count for art and literature. Those are the two things. If you were going to buy Cuban art, you can buy it and bring it back, no issue. I don't know about that. I do. You can buy it. You can, you can spend money. I don't think so. On art and literature, those are the two things really? that the embargo does not apply to. Okay. So, uh, Steve's got something going on. I don't know what it is. Everything all right? Yeah, I'll call them back. What is it? Okay. Uh, 
They're having problems hearing us All on right. the radio, apparently. I'm going to stand up and see if I can get to the bottom of that. All right. In the meantime, as you check this out, um, I will say, uh, so I was supposed to be leaving on Wednesday for Cuba. Um, I'm waiting on visa uh, things from the, from the government um, to the Treasury Department. And this has been going on for literally two months. And um, the red tape is like nothing I've ever seen before. You hear a red tape. This is uh, crazy red tape that's going on. So uh, what I think, uh, where I think I'm at at this point is I think I'm going to Florida on Wednesday and I'm going to spend a week down in Florida. If by chance they uh, have the opportunity uh, to give me the okay to go, I'll jump on the uh, next flight out and uh, do it. But um, I'm not feeling good about it after all this time. I can't get a human being to speak to. Uh, when you try to deal with the Treasury Department, uh, you go through um, the phone system, uh, press one for English, that's where it begins, uh, which really bleeps me off. Uh, but as we move on to after press one for English, we go into um, other things like um, if uh, they're forcing you to go to their website is what they're trying to do, but I can't get any answers on the website. I've read it all. Um, I thought I knew it all. Um, I, I didn't for sure, but... Um, very, very complicated, and after hours and hours, I usually give up, and then the next day I start again, and I go through it. I deal with a travel agent down in Miami. They're no help to me at all. Uh, very, very difficult to legally do it. Now, I know there's ways to, to go around it, uh, go, going through another country, things like that. I'm trying to do it the legal way. It's the only way I'm going to go, um, and uh, it's been a nightmare. So if I, uh, if I do end up getting to do it, uh, I will report back in two weeks and tell you all about uh, uh, my trip to Cuba. If it isn't, I'll come back and tell you all about the manufacturers down in uh, the Florida area because I'll, uh, I'll spend the week down in Florida. I'll go from coast to coast, from end to end, and see all the different manufacturers and see what's going on for them for 2013, new cigar brands they have coming out, uh, and whatever. But uh, I hope to squeeze a couple days into Cuba anyway, so we'll see if that ends up happening or it doesn't happen. In the meantime, they're having uh, issues out there. I don't know if I'm talking to myself. Am I talking to myself? Radio's picking it up. All right, we're missing some things. I don't know if it's the blogs or what it is. Uh, this is where Chuck Morrison comes in handy because he knows how this works. But having doing a show on location every single week requires lots and lots of uh, technical stuff that happens. It's much more difficult than just going in the studio and, and pulling this off. So in the meantime, I'm smoking Don Pepin Garcia. This is the... Um, Cuban classic Lancero, only uh, only a thousand boxes were ever made uh, from in, 19, in 2008. Uh, these are boxes of 50, and uh, as I remember, this was a very very full-bodied cigar when it came out. Uh, as the years have gone on, it's mellowed out a bit. It's still no no lightweight by any means. It is a full-bodied uh, but a good-tasting cigar. The burn is exceptional. Um, where you see that the uh, ash meets the cigar, you can see a, a, a fine, almost razor-like black soot line. It's almost like a razor where it connects. That's where you can see some aging on a cigar that uh, really happens when you look at a cigar like that. When you see a lot of soot, the black, where the black meets the brown and the, and the white ash, that, that usually is a sign of immaturity. It's, it's a, a, a way to judge it anyway, not 100% accurate all the time, but for the most part, you look at something like that, and it'll give you a good indication. I see almost a razor-like fine black line in there. Nice taste, little sweetness to it. Uh, it's got that Don Pepin signature um, 
what they call is, is um, black pepper type of taste to it. It's more citrusy. If you really pay attention to it, it's a more of a citrus taste than black pepper. And uh, tastes good to me anyway. So uh, that is that cigar. How are we doing here, Mr. Jonathan? What's it looking like? We We're got, doing okay. We're doing okay? Doing okay. All right. So um, I just explained to the people that uh, maybe I'm going to Cuba, maybe I'm not. I don't know if you caught any of that. I did. I was able to listen. At the same time. So multitasking, <laughs> and, and that has not been your forte. Uh, wow. So, uh, as I mentioned, uh, thinking about going to Cuba, um, there's an uh, article that was in the newspaper, and I'll uh, read it to you quickly. Uh, attorney smuggles Cuban cigars and sent to prison and disbarred. Stokey, Illinois resident and former Illinois public defender Richard Stephen Connors smuggled Cuban cigars into the country, according to two state law journalists. Former attorney and Skokie resident. Richard Stephen Connors was found guilty in federal court for conspiracy against the United States government as well as violating the Trading with the Enemies Act. The Stokey resident was also fined $60,000 and sentenced to 37 months in prison. Good. Yeah? Yeah, you better not bring cigars back if you end up going to Cuba. That's all I'm going to say. And uh, don't, don't bring them back. And don't bring them back. Don't bring them back from anywhere. And it's a trading with the enemies act uh, that is in this country. It has been in this country since 1964. We don't uh, trade money for cigars. Um, we don't do it for their liquor. We don't do it for any of their items. Someone gives you a Cuban cigar, then that's legal. The guy that gave it to you did something, and if you know it was illegal, you're, you're probably uh, conspiring with the illegal guy, maybe. I don't know. I don't know exactly what happens. There's so many laws out there. You can't even follow if you're breaking a law. You're breaking a law no matter what. Breaking a law at least once a day, no matter what. Yeah. So. Car goes one mile over the speed limit. They should just put you in shackles, throw you in jail. What do, how do you feel about this, the, the, the talk right now about all of the regulations that they're going to put on guns? Now, we get all bent out of shape about cigars, as we should. But in the end, smoking a cigar or not smoking a cigar, this is not a life-threatening thing. We are gun owners, and the, we, we don't want our Second Amendment taken away from us. Because and all the, what, is, what is the Second Amendment? The Second Amendment protects you against let, let the you, government. Let you protect yourself against the government. Correct. And now the government is trying to regulate how well you can protect yourself against itself. Against them. Hey, this is, a, this is a whole show, and I'd love to bring the guy on that uh, tells us a lot of that stuff, but he wants to uh, he wants to back right now. So let me ask you this. This guy gets caught. In order to get caught, somebody dimed you out, right? Somebody ratted you out. Yeah, that's a big no-no. Don't be a rat. Don't be a rat. That's not no, gentleman-like. No, and nobody likes a rat, but let me ask you, who ratted him out? Who do you think ratted the guy out? I got the answer. I'm going to go with his wife. His ex-wife. Oh, U.S. Customs and ratting them out. What a Mrs. B. So, so you got absolutely. <laughs> I understand that we're being heard uh, very well on the radio stations, but not so good. Uh, the uh, on what's the, the Ustream? We're having an issue with uh, with Nick's line in on his computer. Has it has that been resolved? All right, all right. Suppos thinks he's got it. Supposedly it's better. If so. not, anytime you have an issue with Ustream, which does unfortunately because of the technology that's going on, even with it being 2013. There's still technical issues when you try to bring video and audio and stream to the radio. There's lots of stuff going on. So at any point, 
you find the experience is not completely satisfactory and you don't want to miss the show, you go to WGAM and you push the button and you can listen to the audio feed. And this is why we multiply our Yeah, there's so many options. Right on the CigarAuthority.com are all those options, all the radio stations. You click on the radio station, you listen live. And there's even a GAM app. Someone was asking how they could listen to the Dominican Republic. They sent me a a Facebook message, uh, Phil Zangi, in fact, because he wants to hear this week's Debonair segment. Because Chuck is here, and Mr. Jonathan's going to try to be a gentleman. He wants to hear it. Yeah. He's excited for it. Yeah. So he said, how do I get the app? And I, show, I told him how to get the app. How about my apologies in advance for what, about, what you're about to say during, during the uh, segment? But well, I'm not about to say. It doesn't happen until later second on. hour. But yeah. tune in, so, folks. So stay, stay tuned, everybody. I am the gentleman I, in this I, week's and, show. And not that this is a great show by any means, but I think it's better listening than actually watching this mess. There's really nothing to see here. I like people to see me. Yeah. I enjoy that part. There's nothing going on. I see you're wearing your uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop Bruins shirt because this is hockey stats today. Hang on a second. Not I'm not sure you can say Bruins shirt. No, it is. It's not a licensed anything. No, no it is the. Um, that is Two Guys on. Smoke Shop hockey shirt, shirt. And it looks like a, hockey a professional shirt. hockey shirt. Yeah. And because the, the, the Bruins are playing the New York Rangers first game of the year, it's a little late, but they're going to do it. And it's going to probably be funny because they're going to be sloppy. They're going to be uh, messed up. Some and of the guys will be out of shape. I don't, I don't know that I care they're playing. I'm so irritated that they would, they would go on strike and, and ruin the, the whole experience for everybody. It's not the first time. But it's not the first time. When baseball did it, I stopped watching baseball for like 10 years. I think you stopped forever. Yeah, I don't watch baseball. Second time in five years. Second time in five years. Third time wow. In Third time is charm. Third time is a charm. They got to get it together. They they got to get it, and and it's it's greed on two parts, right? That's what's happening. Everybody's greedy, and that's it. The owners want more. The players want more, uh, and nobody was willing to budge. And uh, the deal that went down could have been done a couple months ago. Yeah. Vanilla and mustard. Vanilla with mustard. You smoking a cigar? No, you're not. You're in the middle of a whole bunch of things. It's okay. You don't, you don't have to. If yeah, you don't want. feel any pressure. He, he just wants one of those cigarettes. Bad. Go ahead, light the cigarette. Oh. Go ahead. Now, interesting, the difference between cigarettes and cigars as far as how the nicotine enters your body. Cigars, the nicotine is alkaline. I learned this from Mike Cusano. Okay. He's a genius, this Mike well, Cusano. He was, a, he was a chemist. Was he a chemist? Yeah. He's a chemist. That explains why his knowledge just was never-ending. Never-ending. So it goes, are we coming up close to a break? Yeah. It goes to, uh, into your system through your tongue. And uh, whereas cigarettes, it's sprayed with so many chemicals that it becomes acidic and only can be ingested through an airway. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, the amount of um, nicotine is so minute, though, so minute, that... People that are cigarette smokers, you smoke the cigar, you put it down, you have a cigarette because you're just not getting it. And I'm sure that's happening. Chuck was a cigarette smoker, and he hung around us long enough that he gave up the cigarettes completely, got into cigars, changed his life. Now he's speaking to a whole group of people. All because of cigars. It, 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 all, it all because of he's cigars. He's making mountains move right now. He because is. of the cigar authority. Because of the cigars. <laughs> so anyway, okay, we're up against a break. Maybe we'll fix up uh, some of our problems we're having. So we'll take a break. When we come back, new issues of Cigar Snob is out and the new issue with Cigar Aficionado. We're going to compare side by side to see what they have common, in common, and see what they don't. It might make interesting radio. 
Then again, it might not. Probably We're not. live here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashville, New Hampshire, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is Ernesto Perez Carrillo from E.P. Carrillo Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailer Radio Network. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. All right, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details, I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, uh, a little person. No, she's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine Cigars, simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine, stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, Those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. And they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. Everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and Smoke Breaks, interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. 
Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Okay, we're back. And uh, three years of technical difficulties continue on the Cigar Authority. That's what it's all about here. And this is what you get when you get a bunch of cigar guys, and uh, they do a radio show on location and make it as difficult as possible. Because not only is it uh, radio stations, not only is it the computer and the website, but it's also a video portion that goes on. So, uh, so the, the video audio is going to be off on this week's recording. Uh, my advice would be for everybody to switch from the Ustream broadcast on the Cigar Authority website and either get the app on your iPhone or just listen directly on WGAM because the audio is streaming perfectly there. And uh, But is it still bad on the... Uh, it's not going to be great on the Ustream because it's coming through the microphone of that... And you can't stop it. I can't stop it. You can stop it. I could stop the audio completely, but then there's no audio. But how come it's never there normally? Normally it runs through Chuck's Mac and works on his oh. input, and he has a PC, and so Rudy can say whatever he wants about Mac and PC, but none of us can figure out how to get the microphone input to work on his PC. Right, but th- that's the magic word. None of you can figure it out because it can be done. You just can't figure it out. So it is the person. It's not the machine. It is the person that doesn't know how to do it. Well, I don't know how to do it. You are correct. Okay. And it is a new machine for Nick. He doesn't know how to do it. See, I, when I talk, I hear myself echoing a little bit. A little tiny echo. If you bring the, if you bring the station one down a little bit, that should be good. This is, this is radio. This is great radio. This is live radio, <laughs> everybody, folks. Everybody loves to hear our, our back-end talk, I guess. Yeah, sure. So anyway, uh, we're smoking uh, the Dawn Pepin. This is the uh, Cuban Classic. This is a Lancero that they only made 1,000 boxes of in 2008. I am uh, tasting espresso with maybe a little lemon. Espresso with lemon. And I'm tasting vanilla with pulverized mustard seed. You're crazy. And it's, well, hey, it's okay if you're wrong. It's fine. <clears throat> so when does... A cigar become a whale. Uh, when does a cigar become a whale? Yes, yes, I know what you're talking about here. Okay, that's the story. When does a cigar become a whale? When the local city government doesn't allow a cigar store owner to advertise a store outside his own building because he looks, they look at it as uh, too much advertising out the store. What the guy it's did. Even, it's even worse than that. That's a great guess. The owner of a doggy daycare paid over $1,000 to have a mural painted of dogs and cats, and it was this huge, very artsy painting on the outside of his building. Yep. And the city wanted him to paint over it for one reason, because there was a cigar. The guy walking the a dog has a cigar in his mouth. In his Correct. hand. In Not his even, hand. In his hand. Not even in his mouth. 
in his hand. He's walking a dog with a cigar in his hand. So what does he do? He swaps the cigar for a whale. Instead of spending thousands of dollars to have it repainted, he covers up the cigar with a whale. So the guy on the mural is clearly smoking a cigar, but now it's in the shape of a whale, and there's the whale spouting off, and it's really cool looking. Very cool looking. And, and this is what the government has a problem with, is um, guys are walking their dog, and they have a cigar, and they don't want anyone to see that, that that doesn't really happen in real life. Right. So they're okay with a guy walking his dog, smoking a whale. If he was smoking a joint, would they be. would say, oh, it's, it's like Bob Marley. It's very artistic. Yeah, they're okay with that. But a cigar, it's the devil. It is amazing that this stuff goes on. So he made that change, and they're okay with it, and it, and it remains... Well, the okay. county zoning administrator said that the whale replacing the cigar, the mural could now be considered art. And, and it couldn't be art if he, if he had a cigar. Be. I mean, you're not going to Cuba to go look at an art exhibit about cigars, are you? Yes, I am. Well, then it's not art. You might get arrested. You might get well, arrested. Well, that's why I wanted to do it the legal way, because I don't want to get arrested. And I don't want to spend any time in a Cuban jail. None. <laughs> uh, it's a crazy world we live in. Uh, the government and regulations and all this stuff, it's the craziest thing. Uh, and I think uh, the most persecuted uh, people in this country are cigar smokers. And it's not getting better, it's getting worse. Uh, be careful out there. There will be a revolution someday. Uh, maybe we'll be around to see it. There's going to be a day that we're not going to take it anymore can't stand it anymore. We've got to do something about it. That day is coming. Too many of the pharmaceutical companies are allowed to make drugs that make people passive. I know I sound like a crazy conspiracy theorist right now, but this is a fact. All the drugs that get approved are about tempering your mood. Every one of those wackos that did all those killings and stuff, every one of them was on pharmaceutical drugs. Pharmaceutical drugs. They every weren't on one. heroin. Right. Every one of they them. They weren't snorting coke. They were on pharmaceutical medication. Let's face it, the whole industry, the pharmaceutical industry, came directly out of the inability to tax snake oil salesmen. The government got involved so they could get a piece of the action you were paying from attention traveling yesterday. snake oil salesmen. You were paying attention yesterday. As much as it looked like I wasn't. Yeah. There was, uh, there was a lot of talk going on in a cigar shop. And this is the other beautiful thing about cigar shops, the conversations that happen in cigar Why shops. Would, obviously, they'd want to shut them down because all the conversations are anti-government government taking over. That's big brother. That's it. So uh, we've been hearing a lot of that. It tells you, you know, you, you listen to what, what's being talked about in cigar stores. It's what's happening in the world and how people are think, uh, uh, thinking about it. The problem is these guys have worked all day. They worked hard. They're tired. They're not going to go into the state house and go pick it all day long because they have a job. They have to go to work. Correct. If I'm at a peaceful pro protest, a lawful peaceful protest, do you know what the police show up in? Riot gear. Riot gear with AR-15s. Yep. Now, why can't I have riot gear in an AR-15 at my peaceful protest? You can. And you should Not be able long. to because the, the Second Amendment long. is the protest for you to be able to protect yourself against the government. Why can't them. I have a Sherman tank? I don't think you can. Can you have a Sherman tank? No, you tank? can't. They can. If in the, in the, uh, there were tanks down after the, the Rodney King incident in California, yeah. the, they declared martial law down there. There were tanks driving up and down policing the neighborhoods. 
Why can't I have a tank? I can get policed by a tank? Let's get a tank. I want a tank, man. <laughs> <laughs> I want a tank. I want a tank Wouldn't that in the be worst nice? way right now? Imagine a tank in front of the cigar shop. You think having a pit bull and walking down the street clears the, that side of the street? Imagine driving down the road in a tank. Nice. I'd like a tank. Can be awesome. Can we get a tank? Can it be done? Can it legally be done? I feel like for the uh, anniversary says, after this one, we have a professional. We should give away a tank. No, I don't want to give it away. I want to keep it. We should buy two then. <laughs> <laughs> we could give away one, and we could just drive the other one around, oh. smoking cigars, and daring people to mess with us. Okay. Talking about two. Two magazines came out this week. They come out all the time, but two of them came out at the same time, which was interesting. You've got Cigar Snob, and you have Cigar Aficionado. Cigar Aficionado has been around a lot longer, but both issues are very, very, almost identical in certain ways. Um, they both are listing their top 25 cigars of 2012. Um, by the way, I'll say it again. Um, they're listing their top 25 cigars, what they call their Cigar of the Year. Um, and what I'd like to do is put them face-to-face, uh, -face, head head-to-head against each other in this segment. And uh, let's see what the differences are, see if um, this is interesting at all. And well, I can tell you a difference right off the bat. It must be the size, because Cigar Snob is slightly larger in um, size, height, and width. The Not exactly the first thing you're going to notice about the difference between the two, but that's a very yeah. astute observation you have there. Very, very. And, and I'll tell you, it got bigger because Cigar Snob used to be slightly smaller. Now it's slightly bigger, so bigger is better. Bigger is better. That's what I hear, except when it comes to ring gauges. Yeah, you don't like the real big ring gauge, but you like it in Lancero. This is really a Corona, but it yeah. is very, very good. I love this cigar. Yeah. Um, okay, so side-by-side -side comparisons. You've got Cigar Aficionado, now 20 years old. 20 years, Cigar Aficionado. Great job uh, helping cigar stores across the country, ringing up sales, bringing attention to cigars. They did a lot. Maybe attention ended up uh, hurting cigars because before Cigar Aficionado, there was no tax on cigars or anything like that. But anyway, uh, it's a lifestyle magazine. It's classy. They did a nice job with it. And you have Cigar Snob. They've been out seven years now doing a good job really getting out there. Um, this is uh, January, February issues of both of them. Um, you got Cigar Snob at 4.95. You got Cigar Aficionado at 5.95. Hey, they've been out longer. Maybe they deserve an extra. Um, you get a few extra pages for your money. You are. You have um, Cigar Aficionado at 170 pages. You got Cigar Snob at 112. So you got some extra pages there too. You got lots more ads in Cigar Aficionado too. Content, it's probably close to the same. You got the editor. I don't know if the content's even close. Of the amount of content. The amount. Sorry, different different thinking, content. I was thinking quality because there's some quality content right on the cover right there. You have uh, the editor and publisher, Marvin Shankin of Cigar Aficionado, and the editor and publisher of Cigar Snob, Eric Calvino out of um, Miami? Miami, Miami area. Um, this is the fifth time of uh, Cigar Aficionado doing a Cigar of the Year issue and the first time for Cigar Snob doing it. Uh, uh, we've been doing it for 20. We've been doing it for 20. <clears throat> So uh, we're supposed to take that as, um, as a good thing. You know, yeah. it's a form of flattery, right? Still bugs me, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, the covers, that's what you're going to say, the difference of the covers of the two. You have the cover of Cigar Aficionado. Kelsey Grammer, remember, on Cheers? Cheers, Kelsey and then he was also on Frasier. Frasier. The spinoff show. Yep. And then you have the cover of 
Cigar Snob. Swedish Blonde Bombshell K-A-G-S-A. Uh, Kesha? 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 Something like that. K-A-J-S-A. She can say her name as much as she wants. I doubt I'd remember it. Kesha. Kesha. Going with Kesha. It's Kesha. Yeah. Going with Kesha. Okay. You think that's her real name? Swedish, though. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, looking at advertisers, uh, the usual suspects uh, in both of them, the big cigar companies, but in the Cigar Snob, you've got some smaller brands, uh, including the printer, the photographer, the designer, with ads, uh, and their local Miami friends, uh, including some local, you know, it's very Miami-based, a uh, smaller publication uh, for the Miami area, but it, it's, it's going national, but very, very heavily weighted on the Miami area on there. Um, top 25s. Both of them did the top 25 issue. Uh, we talked in length the past couple of weeks of cigar aficionados. Uh, Flor de las Antillas. Flor de las Antillas. Uh, as the number one cigar of choice in there, um, cigar aficionado rated four Cuban cigars. But a total mix of companies in the top 25 besides four of them being Cuban. Uh, nobody very uh, top heavy there. Um, they basically uh, took care of all their advertisers, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and I say that in a nice way. Um, as far as Cigar Snob goes, um, in full disclosure, I'll tell you I know uh, one of their close friends is the Oliva family. Uh, they've been advertising there since the very beginning. Uh, they have the four-page spread on the front page. Uh, no doubt about it, their biggest advertiser. They uh, chose as their cigar of the year the Oliva V Milano. Um, in that top 25, three Olivas are in the top 25. Seven Don Pepin cigars are in the top 25, uh, making 10 of the top 25 those two manufacturers. So very, very top heavy on it. Actually, the Oliva Milano is a great, not a phenomenal. good cigar, yeah, a phenomenal. great cigar and a great choice. Great choice. So, but I want to go full disclosure anyway, you know, tell you uh, how it is anyway. Um, great cigar, big ad. Okay, I think we're back. I think we're back. <laughs> I hope we're back. Okay, in the old days, thank All you. Right. In the old days, I'd be really freaking out. Oh, my God, you'd be having a coronary right yeah, now. Yeah, so uh, when I do have my stroke... <laughs> Somebody will be spood feeding me and stuff and give me good food. It's going to be, you're going to be, you know, blinky. Don't just give me fruits. Yes. Yeah, but don't give me fruits and vegetables. Give me the same crap I normally eat, you know. It might be my turn to get you back. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I'm going down hard when this ends up happening. It's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be, my hand's going to be on my chest. I'm going I, down. I do, I'm going to go down. I do honestly truly feel bad for Nick over there. He's all stressed out, and it doesn't appear that he's done anything wrong. So, nor does it appear he's done anything right. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding you, Nick. Light those cigarettes up. Go ahead. You know you want down. to, and it'll calm you down. Yep. You should. Go for the cigarette. You can. You're indoors, and we can do that here, because we're allowed to still. So, uh, while we have the, uh, there's not many places left to smoke. I don't know where we left off or where we fell off. Do you know? You're on Kesha. We were on Kesha. Oh, really? All right. So, we can back right Kesha up. Kesha and Consumer Reports. All right. It takes, take two. <laughs> it's Groundhog Day here, everybody on the Cigar Authority. Uh, I don't know where. Um, yeah, advertises uh, the usual suspects um, when it comes to um, Cigar Aficionado. Um, you got lots of booze. Uh, they own Wine Spectator. 
Whoa. Hey, we're going to break. <laughs> we're going to break. It's, uh, time has flown by, everybody. You know what? We'll we'll try to get back to a little of this. Although we got, um, if we didn't have enough to talk about on the show, this would be perfect. Because, yeah. Um, we, we, but we got stuff lined up. But we'll we'll try to get to it anyway. Maybe we'll skip some other things. So we come back. We'll go to cigar aficionado and cigar snob. Put them side by side. Tell you the comp- comparisons between the two of them, and uh, see what you think about that. Um, we come back. Also, we have a woman's rant. Thank God for men who sm- smell like cigars. Manly men. Huh? Absolutely. They're out there. And uh, what has happened to them? And uh, gentleman Chuck Morrison is away. Mr. Jonathan will Gentlemen, Mr. Jonathan. I don't think is so. Is here and ready to rock. We'll get that and lots more when we come back. You are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is David Garofalo of Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we're proud to say Two Guys is the largest family-owned cigar retailer in America. I've been there many times before, Dave, and it's true. It is stogie heaven. Two Guys has three locations, all conveniently located off Exit 1 and all right over the Taxachusetts border in New Hampshire. Take Route 93 to Salem, Route 95 to Seabrook, or Route 3 to Nashua, because for cigars, every highway leads to Two Guys Smoke Shop. Two Guys Rock. There's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border. Coincidentally, huh? It's no accident, and just one of the reasons Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in America. Two Guys Rock. Two Guys Rock. With a billion choices, it's Another reason could be our cigar selection. Again, the biggest and best, I'm proud to say. Make the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free Salem, Nashua, or Seabrook, New Hampshire. Or find them on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. It's stogie heaven. You like Robusto, I'll take a Toro. You like Oscuro, I'll take Maduro. You like Perfecto, I'll take Torpedo. Sit back, relax, it's Two Guys time. Two Choices. It's Stogie Heaven. 
Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet yeah, costs around five bucks each. Indeed? Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! <laughs> Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines, consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Tom King at 2, Matt Peralt at 4, and Friday Night Lights High School Coverage. You're listening to New Hampshire's home for local sports talk. WGAM Manchester, WGHM Nashua. Hi, this is Dave Topper with Alec Bradley Cigar, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network of the World. This, this is the Cigar Authority. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. The authority on everything cigar. Respect my authority! Who got the lighter? In and out of the cigar industry with your hosts. 
David Garofalo. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Mr. Jonathan. He's confident, smart, witty, dynamic, a monster. And Chuck Morrison. This is a hard job, so I was working at McDonald's. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. It's the Catalina wine mixer. It's about to get all stupid up in here. Oh, we're way past stupid right now. I'm, I'm ready to have a stroke. And uh, welcome back, everybody, to Cigar Authority. We're live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. You want to come by and see this mess? We're falling apart over here. Everything's going wrong. Uh, it's, it's what it is. It is what it is. It is what it's it live is. Live radio. This is what happens. Stuff happens. So uh, Chuck Morrison is, uh, is away out uh, making mountains move today. So uh, things are falling apart a little because he understands what goes on a little better than, than most because he does it all the time. So uh, Chuck Morrison saves his job. He does. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so uh, he got lucky on that one. Anyway, so uh, I'm going to put my uh, coffee down. Pe- I'm not putting my coffee down. I will not put my coffee down because I'm a closer. Okay. So I'm not going to do that. I am going to put down my Don Pepin Garcia cigar, the Lancero, the limited edition from 2008. Only a thousand boxes made. Great you, cigar. You can get them. Shameless plug for Two Guys Smoke Shop. You can get them because we didn't sell them back when they were new. Yeah. We saved them by accident. They've been aged for five years. Now they're smoking absolutely wonderfully. You can get them at any of the Two Guys Smoke Shop locations. Okay. So it's a shameless plug is over. Um, we're ready to light up the second cigar. Do you want to say anything to our people listening to us? or, or to the, They're not listening both anymore of you, anyway. <laughs> both of you that hung on, yeah. <laughs> you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network, the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and, yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location this week in Nashua, New Hampshire, and the only radio show that doesn't just allow smoking, we demand you smoke along with us, and we do have some exciting news coming out in the next few weeks yes. of a way that you will actually be able to smoke along with us. You can not only catch us on all seven radio stations picking us up and syndicating our show across the Northeast, but you can also hear us on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network via thecigarauthority.com, where you can watch us live. Uh, if you miss the show, you can catch the podcast on demand at any time, or simply find us on iTunes where you can set it and forget it. Maybe we'll have Chuck edit all the bad stuff out, and the show will be 30 minutes long, but it'll be nice and tight <laughs> and clean. Anyway, let's pass out the next You know guy. who's actually a phenomenal editor is this guy Nick over here. He, Ooh, uh, you, can edit it, you can edit all the mess he's out. Got it, it say, yeah. He's got it going on. He's going to be able to take the file from our recorder. We'll dump it onto his machine. He'll take it back to the studio. And uh, people will be wondering why we're saying what we're saying right now, because we didn't act like professionals and just keep going like it wasn't happening. We talked about There's it. There's people here. People are knowing that this has <laughs> happened. We have a, a studio audience at all times. Imagine the look on their face if we pretended like none of this was happening and they see everything going on. Yeah. And they're like, why aren't they uh, <laughs> acknowledging this at all? Uh, the next cigar we're going to light up is E.P. Carrillo, uh, his most Full-bodied cigar he has ever come out with, he said. E.P. Carrillo is Ernesto Perez Carrillo. He's the guy that started off La Gloria Cubana way back in the day, the godfather of boutique cigars. He was the first guy out there many, many years ago, and I remember when I started in business in 1985 dealing with him. Uh, great, great guy, great family man, uh, E.P. Uh, three also. His yeah, son. very big on the family. Very big on the family. So uh, his, his new cigar is the Cardinal Series. And this has a, uh, all the cigars look alike. But what he did is put a red, 
uh, bottom stripe on, on the band on it. So you see red, the Cardinal, and you'll notice the Cardinal series of what it is. Um, he has uh, released some great strong, strong cigars in the past, but he said this is the strongest one uh, to date on his whole portfolio. We I've want- smoked this before. This is not my first time, and I'll say for a full-bodied cigar, it doesn't go over the top. He aged the tobacco well. He went about it the right way, so it does pack the punch, but it doesn't have any of the harshness. It is a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, and it's uh, all Nicaraguan, three farms in Nicaragua. Uh, The cigar is made in the Dominican Republic. And this is what uh, cigar people need to know, that um, they look at a cigar um, as where it's made. And they'll say, oh, a a Dominican cigar. This is a Dominican cigar because it's made in the Dominican Republic. It has no Dominican tobacco in it at all, but it's made in in, uh, the Dominican Republic. So uh, Ecuadorian... uh, the darker one, I'm sorry. The one we're smoking here is the is the natural, which is the Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with a uh, three tobacco blend of Nicaraguan in it. The Maduro version of this, uh, which we're not smoking, is the Connecticut Broadleaf. So they have um, a 52 ring gauge, a 54 ring gauge, and a 56 ring gauge, uh, all at about uh, between five and five, five and a half and six inches. They range from $7.25 to $8.75. Excellent cigar, um, and uh, they're doing a good job. I'm not a big fan of the full-bodied cigars at all. Uh, Something I can smoke as a full-bodied cigar is this cigar. So uh, I'm going to toast it up right now. When you get string beans... String beans, almondine, are you going to go no, back to that? No, no, there's no almonds in this. Okay. But string beans, when they're on the larger size, they are a little sweeter. And then the smaller the string bean gets, they, they get a little tiny bit uh, more flavorful. And there's a little bit of, of uh, bitterness on the back end of the sweetness. The smaller string beans, and that's what I'm getting from this. It's a, it's a little bit of greenness, inherent greenness on the inside with some sweet and some bitter playing off of each other. It's very good. Now, I would think you would, by saying greenness is something, a young taste. No. No, you're not saying that at all? No. Okay. Although a smaller string bean would be a younger string bean, but a little bit, it's like they jam-packed a lot of flavor into a small area. So, uh, E.P. Carrillo, nice cigar. Uh, we'll see uh, how early on, I got an early, it's strong, there's no doubt about it, and we just smoked a strong cigar earlier. But this one, really, the other cigar started off strong five years ago, and it's been tapered down into the medium range. Okay, what we were talking about earlier, and we'll get, get to it, and we'll do a, a faster version of, of what this is, is we're looking at Cigar Snob Magazine and Cigar Aficionado. We're putting them face-to-face right next to each other and uh, seeing the differences between them. Uh, one of them, I would say Cigar Aficionado is... Um, to maybe an, a little bit of an older audience, maybe Cigar Aficionado is to a more richer audience, uh, you know, some guy that can... Or people uh, that wish they were rich. Oh, wish they were rich, absolutely. I can read Cigar Delusions Aficionado. Delusions of grandeur. Uh, cigar Snob, um, pretty girls inside of it. It's loaded with pretty girls inside. I was reading that as I was writing the... Uh, I was kind of multitasking. I was getting dinner uh, at a restaurant, and I was sitting at the bar, and reading the magazine, I was uncomfortable flipping through those. I had to flip through quickly all the spreads. I didn't get really a chance to audit the ladies okay. because I was in public and I didn't want to. So not like a Playboy magazine. You were actually like reading the articles. Reading the I articles. was. Okay, I was. So that's good. If I have to get up and go, 
it's because I'm going to throw up from drinking that pool water. You're feeling I feel sick. sick. Really? Like will it away. Will it away, like you say. Waves of nausea. I don't know if you can will poison away. You're going to just have to throw up. I might end up having to throw up. I'm just warning everybody right it? now. Wow, do it on the air. On the floor? Yeah, you can clean it up after. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll just have round two. You, yeah. Oh, it's like I'm getting the sweats. It's ridiculous. Drank pool water. I drank pool water. It's probably festered backwash or something that was in it. It was disgusting. you got to find out. So um, they, they, they both did the top 25. Uh, they also did regular ratings. So we went. I'm not going to go back over the top cigars of the year or anything, uh, but what I do want to go over is their regular ratings. Uh, uh, I mentioned the advertisers. I'll, I'll quickly add to that that um, with um, Cigar Aficionado, they uh, have lots of uh, booze. In there, lots of advertisers for booze. They own the Whiskey Advocate. They own um, also Wine Spectator. Wine Spectator. So uh, you can see they push their advertisers uh, onto. And I wonder if, uh, and I don't get uh, Wine Spectator or the Whiskey one. I wonder if the, the cigar advertisers advertise on there because the Whiskey guys. That would be so, interesting. I bet so, they do. I bet they do. So they, they be got, a smart package. Yeah. I wonder if they got a package. That'd be the platinum package right there. You get into all three magazines. You also see uh, lots of watches, Cadillac, you know, high end on, on the on um, the cigar aficionado side. Is on, your Escalade advertised in there? No, they did the CTS or something like that. On the uh, advertisers of cigar snob, um, smaller companies. Uh, they they have some some of the big cigar companies also, but then local guys and stuff. So these guys are up and coming. Seven years in, the big guys. Uh, haven't advertised with them yet, the big uh, car companies and things like that, but uh, I'm sure it's coming. Uh, awesome publication. Awesome. Awesome. And, uh, and Cigar Aficionado did a great job early on and helped create and foster that boom and get things rocking early on in the 90s. So Yeah, what I'm seeing in Cigar Aficionado is, you see right on the cover, Cigar, small word, aficionado, big. Lifestyle magazine that, that highlights cigars. Cigar Snob is a uh, cigar magazine that highlights women. Yes, it does highlight women. Okay, so that's what that's what I'm looking at anyway. As far as ratings go, um, you have Cigar Snob that's uh, talking about cigars that you can buy in cigar shops. Cigar Aficionado, on the other hand, a rating uh, some cigars that um, you could never ever even buy. Uh, they have a, a section called the Cigar Connoisseur's Corner. Um, it's basically the show-off page of, hey, I got to smoke this and you didn't. Uh, for instance, um, they highlight a 98 rating for Apodagus number 18 from 1960, 53 years old. Forget about it. Yeah, there's nothing left in a 53-year-old cigar. Uh, they rated it 98, so they're saying it's great. So this is before the embargo. It's a legal Cuban cigar. Uh, good luck finding one, 53 years old, but uh, if you do, they rated a 98. I never smoked a 98-rated cigar, but there, there it would be there. Uh, from 1990, 23 years old, they rated a Punch Double Corona Cuban. I remember early on when Cigar Aficionado started, they rated that cigar high, too. So they're still on it. They still have a couple left in the box, probably. Right? That's what's going on there. Um, they also do their regular ratings, um, and they break them down to classes, size classes, as does Cigar Snob. On Cigar Aficionado, their number one rated cigar in Churchill, 93 rated, uh, was nice to see. This is Aging Room Quattro 
F55. Very good cigar. All by itself Very at good. 93, um, and that's Rafael Nodell. Uh, doing a good job over there in the Dominican Republic with that cigar and, and getting lots of ac- well-deserved accolades. I'm happy to see uh, that there. When you go on to um, Cigar Aficionado, um, and not that there's anything wrong with this cigar at all. It's a great cigar, uh, but it seems like they, they rate the same things over and over. It's the Padron 1926 number 1, $21 cigar. Um, gets the 92 rated along with a tie with the Lusione 888. Um, and everything else uh, is less than 90s when it comes to the Churchill uh, on it. On, um, Do you find that Churchills typically get lower ratings? There, there, are some, there are some cigars where I just I don't care for the Churchill at all. And I love the Toro, and I love the Robusto, or the Torpedo, but some of them I just I find the Churchill smokes different. So you like smaller cigars? I like smaller and, and regular ring gauges, somewhere in the 50 range. Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned Corona, like the Lancero we just smoked that was a little thicker than a normal Lancero. It was closer to a Corona. Corona is the tasting size. I mean, if you really want to taste what the blend tastes like, the Corona is the way to go. Uh, I like a thicker cigar, more t- towards a 50, like a Robusto. If I usually taste a cigar, I usually taste a Robusto because Coronas don't sell, and I want to taste what the customer yeah. most likely is going to smoke, um, which is a Robusto, Toro, Churchill, the three biggest selling sizes. You notice that the, the shape cigars, uh, torpedoes, and any shape cigar yeah. is dead. It's dead. And you know what? We were smoking uh, a cigar the other day that had that perfecto shape, and it came all the way down to yeah. the point, and it was bordering on unsmokable until the cigar getting... opened up. Yeah. It was too much wrapper, yeah. and the wrapper was a little bitter, and it wasn't until that filler was able to yeah, blanch yeah. it out a bit that it got really good. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to smoke that cigar again, and I'm going to cut that tip off, and then smoke it. It may be an altogether different cigar. That'd be because at the beginning, experiment. it was awful. Yeah. It was awful till it got past that tip, and then it became good. So I'd say get off those, uh, those, those shaped cigars, especially that, that point down. Um, it's a Figurado. It's, it's not a torpedo that opens all the way to the end. It actually closes back down on the tip, uh, and, and it had, you know, all of us, three of us smoked it and it said the like, same thing. Ugh. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it opened up and it got good. So why put somebody through? The last thing you want is the beginning of the cigar to be awful. Yeah, the, the, that should be the best part, man. Yeah. That should be the thing. That, <laughs> you don't want to say to somebody, listen, the cigar is awful until you get halfway through it, and then it's really phenomenal. Best cigar you ever smoke. Yeah. Now, uh, in the Cigar Snob, um, they do some 60 ring gauges, and um, you know, that seems all the rage right now that everybody's smoking the, the thicker ring gauges. Uh, they gave a name to that category, which has never been, you know, what is a 6x60? It, it is not a double Corona. It is not a... What it is would it? be nice if it had a they, Gordo. They gave a Grand Toro. Grand Toro. Okay. Well, Toro usually being a, a uh, six-inch cigar. Yep. Uh, Grand Toro. It makes sense. So it's the first time I've seen that being worded that way. Um, on uh, Cigar Snob, they seem to call that a uh, Corona Gorda, maybe. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was Cigar Snob yes. who gave it that name. I, was gonna, I, th- I thought you got them backwards. I did. Yep. Cigar Snob gave it that name. Because earlier you had the paper switched. Oh, that's why. Okay. <laughs> um, we have a... Um, on the Grand Toro, on Cigar Snob, they gave a 92 to the Don Papine Blue 6x60 Toro Grande. 
and a 92 tie with the Oliva V Double Toro 6x60. So a tie right there. Um, and uh, when it comes to Cigar Aficionado, they're all over the Cubans. Uh, some Monte Cristo 520, whatever that is. Uh, $20 plus cigar uh, of a cigar. You isn't, it, isn't it, shouldn't it be, aren't they trading with the enemy by smoking them? They had to have bought them. They're journalists, though. Maybe, you know, like you said, they're, maybe they're allowed to because they're journalists. The, no, because cigars are not art or literature. They can write about it if they were to take papers about cigars from Cuba over to the United States and purchase those. That would be okay. That's literature. You can buy a book about cigars from Cuba and import it into the United States. No issue. But you could not bring cigars in and have it be okay. Hmm. You act like you know this. I had a conversation with someone who lives in Cuba not too long ago. Okay. And this was this was what it was told to me. Okay. Um, and uh, finally, I just want to bring up, uh, you know, something I really like about Cigar Aficionados. Towards the back of the magazine all the time is the moments to remember where there's pictures of all these different people celebrating yes. weddings and different things like that. It's great to see because that's what cigars are, a celebration type of thing. They've been doing that from the very, very beginning. It's a great little segment on there. Uh, you search through to see if there's anybody you know or anything like yep. that, but it's an awesome part of it, celebrating with cigars. That's what it's all about with cigars, and that's what Cigar Aficionado continues to do. Uh, when it comes to something different uh, on Cigar Snob, they have towards the back of their book, Something called the Twitter board, uh, and it's the top twittering, the top retailer uh, twittering, the top manufacturer twittering, and uh, they also have a segment in there, the top cigar radio shows twittering. And um, we kind of missed the boat on that one. We were not mentioned at all. I don't believe we have a Twitter. We do not have one. <laughs> so we need to get a Twitter. We do, because our Facebook page is rocking, but we need to be twittering, tweeting. So that we could get mentioned then. So we can get mentioned. Because we're mentioning them, you think they would mention us. Right. Unless they mention us saying what they don't like about our show. Which, which I'm is, fine with. I'm me too. Yeah, me too. make us better. Make us better. And what we say is, is there just to make, make us better and, and uh, be better. And I, I appreciate both magazines, and I read them cover to cover every single time they come in. And uh, it's great to have something uh, in the industry like that. Two classy publications that uh, are, are very well done and... Uh, it's nice, you know, Cigar Snob is going to make Cigar Aficionado better because competition makes you better. Oh, it absolutely does. So uh, that's what I look at it, um, and they're emulating Cigar Aficionado to certain degrees, and that's a good thing. They should look at that as a uh, sign of, um, what, uh, copying or... Uh, flattery? Yeah, it's flattery. Uh, copying is flattery. So uh, look at it that way. you got two publications, two good publications. There's other guys out there, but I think these guys are the ones that sell right now. They, they sell it every time. Yeah. So that's that. So uh, where are we? We're on um, uh, I'm a little lost. Catholic blog The yes. Crescent. Okay. So um, there's this uh, blog out there that uh, I have on my um, not my Twitter, but my uh, Google alerts when something yep. comes up as cigars, and I saw this, and I thought it was pretty interesting. It was uh, some Catholic blog uh, by a girl, and it comes about cigars, and I go, oh, this can't be good. So you right away dove right in to right. read it. I, I want to hear what's bad. Yeah. And it starts off with, thank, thank you, God, for men who smell like cigars. That would be me. And me. 
We smell like cigars. Absolutely. I don't know if my wife would know what to do with herself if I came home and didn't smell like cigars. Yeah, then she thinks you're cheating on her or doing something. Why do you got to take it there? Whatever. <laughs> so she goes on to say, uh, I walked to the post office and found the line out the door. Wait, what is this? An intoxicating smell. I had wonderful pleasure of standing behind a man that smelled like cigars and aftershave. I leaned in close and in a total, super creepy way, inhaled deeply. <laughs> my, my foul mood was instantly vanished away with a sense of warm sense of manliness and smoke. Two thoughts quickly followed. I sourly miss men. Why, oh why, can't they, can smoking be good for you? Well, first off, smoking cigars are good for you, and that's Correct. a that's a whole nother show. Uh, you'll have to go that back. We've to done over and over again, but and, and, we will and we'll keep doing it. And we'll keep doing it till people understand that having a couple of cigars a day are actually good for you. But to move on, uh, I catch the delicious whiff rising off the wind. My lord, Catholic, very yes, so, clearly Catholic. Yeah, um, that man smelled heavenly. He smelled like a man, which instantly made me miss men, real men, like my grandfather who smoked cigars and drank scotch. Ah, men, remember those days. Someone had a cigar going in here the other day, and it took me back to being a kid. It smelled exactly like something my grandfather was smoking as a kid. The sense of smell can take you back oh, in a sick. snap. Absolutely. Boom. Uh, now all that uh, revolting axe body smell uh, and groomed eyebrows and dress, uh, the way people dress. Man, she would dig on you. You've got the old school aftershave. You smell like cigars, and you haven't touched those eyebrows ever. Never. Never. Let them go crazy. <laughs> so crazy they go. She says, not manly. Not manly doing that kind of stuff. I blame modern uh, fascism uh, for killing manhood and... Uh, She's, she's uh, into uh, guys that smell like cigars. There is something to be said for the old school man. He went out and cut his own trees down. He chopped his own wood. He killed what he ate. And he smelled. So gun-toking, cigar-smelling, and uh, Absolutely. wearing brute aftershave. You know, I don't know about the brute. <laughs> That's pushing it. But I, could, I could probably get away with wearing Old Spice again. So there's, there's girls out there that actually like it. So you know? You're saying I can get girls. You can. Well, I don't know about you. No, no, you can't. This, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, every once in a while, working in a cigar shop, 28 years working in a cigar shop, most of the time the girl comes in and she pulls her finger over her nose and she goes, it smells in here, and they don't like it. Every once in a while a girl will walk in, a smile comes on her face, she takes a big whiff, and she goes... I love that smell. That brings me back to my grandfather, or that brings me back to my father, or I knew a guy that uh, smelled like this, and wow, it's fantastic, and uh, they love it. It brings them back somewhere. It certainly does. So, I'll uh, tell you. Trigger, trigger something. I work in the cigar industry, and I'll be out back sometimes banging away on the computer, working through problems, fixing mistakes, as I do, because I make them a That's lot, it. and dealing with the stress, and then something will happen, and I'll be able to get a little five-minute reprieve, and I'll grab a cigar, and I'll light it up, and I'll remember why I do what I do, and it's for the, the, the sheer enjoyment that I get out of smoking a cigar and wanting to share that with 
everybody out there, and I'm going to stop being sappy now because i got to get my yeah. manly gentlemanness on for the next segment yeah, we're, coming we're, back we're, from the break. We're, we're doing a radio show because we love cigars, and we want other people to love it too. And if, you, are awesome. and if you if you really in your heart of hearts believe that tobacco is bad for you, you really should do some research. Look up monograph number nine, read it, and understand that tobacco in in and of itself is not the devil. The devil is the government. If you want to be anti something, be anti government. Additives. There'd probably be nothing wrong with that cigarette if it was all tobacco, but it's hundreds of ingredients added to it, pharmaceutical crap that they, they're adding into it and we don't need it. We don't need it in it. This is raw tobacco. It's stop microwaving your food. Stop eating stuff with preservatives and start smoking cigars. Go back to the old days. Anyway. You'll live a longer, healthier life. Alright, before we go to break... Don't I drink w- pool water. Yeah, don't do that. No. You're You're still not, sick? Oh my anything? god. The waves, man. Really? I have to will each one away. Alright, will it away. Um, uh, believe it or not, as, as bad as this show is that we fall apart and everything... Um, 50,000 podcasts, 50,000 hits on a podcast um, of of the Podbean podcast. Just the Podbean. Not counting iTunes, right. Um, Of the webcast, 12,000 actually people watched, 12,000 episodes, 12,000. Seven stations picking us in New England, the CigarAuthority.com, iTunes, add it all to biggest, The biggest station, the, they've done the analytics on 30,000 people listen on the biggest station broadcasting out of Boston. And, and it's about in a circle of 4 million. So, I mean, it's, it's a small circle, but 30,000 people, that's pretty legit. And they're hearing all the mess-ups we do and all that stuff, and they're staying in. And they still listen. And they still listen. Maybe that's the reason. They're waiting for us to mess up. Well, they don't have to wait long because it happens all the time. You notice what I have I use a pencil all the time yeah. because I need the eraser because I make lots of mistakes, too. And so. We all do. Uh, interesting. I had a conversation with a gentleman who came in, and he blew my mind. I was just chit-chatting with him, finding out what he smokes, and he says, well, you know, I bounce around. He goes, but I know you like yes. that cigar, and he points to El Baton. Now, I've mentioned El Baton three or four times as a cigar because I do taste a lot of goopy flavors, but some flavors kind of go together, and you forget which cigar tasted like that. But El Baton is chocolate graham crackers every single time and i just i love that flavor and i remember it and so i can say yeah that's chocolate graham crackers and he pointed at it and said you like that cigar and i was like have i met you before yeah thinking maybe i just don't recognize him he goes no i I listen to the show it's awesome it's awesome okay let's go to break and uh, when we come back uh gentleman chuck morrison's away so mr jonathan will take his best shot uh this should be interesting uh new inventions uh (laughs) Oh, ye of little faith. Uh, yeah, new inventions. And uh, I'm asked again to be a sports uh, show host. Uh, that'll happen on this Monday. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit and lots more when we return. We are live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashville, New Hampshire. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is Andy Green from Ashton Distributors, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a La Giana Havana cigar. The La Giana Havana natural cigars are... Oh yeah, so smooth. 
And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's La Giana Havana. Oh yeah. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Ortsak Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrik Keltner's A-Team to bring you Ortsak Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, draw and price, maybe this time you should try an Ortsak Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsak, everything Castro was now backwards. Ortsak is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsak is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like. Only better. It is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsak Bulletproof 1962. Reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsak, but you will love them. Hi, this is Jonathan. Jonathan, this is Losers Anonymous. Please, don't give out your full name. It's anonymous. What seems to be the problem? I just can't stop buying trashy cigars on the internet. I keep getting these offers for this crap, and I just can't stop buying it. My humidor is filled with this junk, and I can't even smoke it. That's insane. Why do you keep doing the same thing over and over and expect something different? It's the pictures. They look so good. But the cigars are always terrible. I guess they are seconds for a reason, huh? I guess so, Jonathan, but just stop the insanity. I can't. I just can't pass up a deal. It's no deal if the cigars are bad, is it? You're right, but... But nothing. You may not be a loser, Jonathan. You might just be stupid. But I have an option for you. It's cartel. Hey, I might be a loser. I may even be stupid, but I'm a law-abiding, cigar-smoking citizen. I'm not getting into anything that's illegal. No, Cartel isn't Cuban or anything illegal in any way. Cartel is an affordable cigar brand. It's something that competes with those closeout brands, but it's no closeout. It's a very affordable brand, Jonathan, out of Colombia, and it's a great everyday cigar for very little money. Don't be stupid. Smoke Cartel. Cartel cigars are handmade cigars out of Colombia for a little over a buck a stick. Don't be stupid. Don't be Jonathan. Smoke Cartel. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest 
without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. We're here asking people from all around the world what they think about Equilibrium cigars. Let's hear from cigar smokers on the golf course in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, what they think of the new Equilibrium cigars. Mm, mm. How about outside this biker bar in Sturgis, South Dakota, what they think of the new well-balanced Equilibrium cigars. Next, let's see what race car drivers in Indianapolis, Indiana, think of the new, well-balanced and medium-bodied taste of Equilibrium brand cigars. Mm-hmm. Now, how about this mime troupe from New York City, New York? How about what a famous cigar-smoking movie star thinks of the new, medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Smoke it once, and you'll be back. Mmm. How about this monster over here? What does he think of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Mm. You're incorrigible. Equilibrium cigars, a new, well-balanced, medium-bodied cigar that everyone can enjoy. This is Joe Cusano from CNC Cigars, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we're back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashville, New Hampshire, Old Black Betty. And now, Old Black Betty. You know they, don't, they don't let you play this song at uh, baseball games or football games anymore because it's racist. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's getting worse and worse. <laughs> enough with the racist stuff, right? Enough. Should be enough. All right. We're back. Uh, enjoying life to its fullest. Uh, it is important uh, to be a gentleman when you're enjoying yourself with cigars. Gentleman Chuck Morrison is away today. Uh, he is the gentleman among us. And uh, normally he tells us how to do things uh, the gentleman way. But this week, Mr. Jonathan is going to take take reins. And uh, apologies in advance uh, <laughs> for whoever he's going to insult or do whatever. But he means well. Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts. That's right, ladies. Switch on your electronic devices and pop up the volume. You need a gentleman? Today I'd like to discuss dining out. Let's buy Debonair cigars. I'm getting to it. It's oh, all, all right. part of my whole thing. Oh, all here. right. Go ahead. Today's segment is brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. I'm not talking about hitting the drive-thru or grabbing a quick bite at Taco Bell or fighting for a table at the food court. From time to time, we find ourselves on the road and hungry. And if you find yourself flying solo at a restaurant that offers, offers table service with a waiter or waitress, your dining experience carries with it certain responsibilities if you are to be considered a gentleman. Very interesting. So eating alone. Eating alone. Okay. Number one, mind your manners. Yes, please, and no thank yous are an absolute must. This is no going through the drive-thru. Sitting this in a restaurant. sitting at a restaurant. Okay. You're by yourself. All right. 
Set your phone to silent and put it away as you enter the restaurant. You can surf the web, Facebook, or tweet once you have placed your order. Don't rock the boat. If you are in a rush, sit at the bar and palm the bartender a five-spot, wink at him and let him know, hey, listen, I'm in a rush. Otherwise, you need to keep in mind that waitstaff have a certain order is that they a like gentleman to do way, Is that a gentleman way to, to duke the waiter? Yeah, you slip him a little something, give him a tip to ensure prompt sure. service, Too slip important. him a five-spot right off the bat and say, listen, I'm in a bit of a rush. This is, at the, this is sitting at the bar. Otherwise, we're talking about sitting at the restaurant at an actual table by yourself. Yeah. So tips to, to ensure prompt service. Correct. That's what tips mean. Can okay. I continue now? Please. Okay. Wait staff have a certain order they like to do things in so they can handle multiple patrons at the same time. If you order everything at once, you risk making other guests at the restaurant having a cold meal or having to wait too long to get their order in. Let the waiter or waitress take your drink order, then your appetizers, and then your meal, and they'll, they'll come up and they'll prompt you for what they're ready for, give you time to look at the menu. This is, again, not time to be tweeting or Facebooking. You want to pay attention to the menu and get your order ready so that you're not holding anyone else in the restaurant up. That, that is right. These people are professionals, and uh, you would not want them Some rocking them your boat the next day at your job, so let them do what they do. That's number two. Number three, waiters and waitresses are people. They deserve eye contact. If you must reference your menu while you're ordering, be sure to bring your gaze back to the wait person as your ordering finishes. Bring your what? Your gaze. Oh. Your look. Okay. So you look at them in the eye. Oh, I can't remember what it was exactly. I'd like, and you look at the menu, the fish, and blah, blah, blah. Bring the gaze back to their eyes. You're a gentleman. You're conducting yourself as such. A real gentleman treats everyone the same regardless of their, quote, status. You elevate yourself when you elevate those around you. A rising tide does raise all ships. Number four, if your order comes back close to what you ordered, you must eat it and be satisfied. This pertains mostly to how the meat is cooked. For example, if it comes closer to the rare side than medium rare, you can certainly suck it up. Only in the case of a food allergy or a meat substitution should an order be sent back. If you order chicken and half a rack of lamb shows up, although you'd be trading up in that one, you can still consider yourself a gentleman if you ask for another dish and no one will think less of you. A potato instead of rice or veggies instead of fries, you really should just deal with it and eat it. Can I say suck it up and still be a gentleman? Yeah. Okay, good. Suck it up. Tipping. Gentlemen, never go out to eat without packing a little extra cash in the reserve. The recommended tip for, an average, for the average schlep is 20%. But a gentleman... Starts at 20 and goes up from there, assuming his experience does, in fact, improve. Assuming that a wait person doesn't mangle your order, they were polite to you and accommodating, uh, they're making their way on tips, and customers should keep that in mind as they are preparing to tip them out at the end of the day. How long you stay should be taken into account as well. Each table needs to, quote, turn so many times a night for the waitstaff in the restaurant to make their living. Sure. If you order two sides and a water and stay for two hours, you're not being fair. If you sit at a table and are not spending at least $25 per hour before the tip, you lose your debonair card. This has been brought to you by, I'm sorry, this gentleman's way has been brought to you by debonair cigars and rum. Art, science, and passion. They're not just cigars. They're reasons to enjoy your life. 
That was profound, intelligent, and accurate. Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? That was good. Thank you. Well, you eat alone sometimes. I do. Yeah. I was I was eating out, and I, I had I had something completely different planned for the segment. And I'm sitting there eating, and I'm at the bar. Uh, I was not in a rush, but uh, it was the bar was open, and I figured whatever, I'll sit down and I'll go through my cigar snob and kind of do some show prep on my own. And had a different idea, and I'm starting to write the gentleman's way in my head. And the dude next to me was not a gentleman. Not a gentleman. He's clinking his fork and he's scraping like as hard as he can, driving the knife into the plate. I had to block the ear that was closer to him to just be able to function. And so that's where the idea came from. There we go. And that's that's all good stuff. Good stuff. So uh, thank you to our friends at Debonair Cigars for this segment. And uh, we are smoking the E.P. Carrillo Cardinal Series. I'm liking the cigar. Uh, I expected, uh, as they say, it's the most full-bodied cigar. It's balanced. It's very easy easy smoking. So don't be afraid out there, cigar smokers, to say uh, he's saying it's the most full-bodied cigar they have. I don't like full-bodied cigars. It's not really full-bodied, though. It's full-flavored. It's the most full-bodied they make. Yeah. But that's compared to other cigars. There are certainly ones that are off the charts. This one is not off the charts. This is balanced and delicious. It is. And, uh, you know, I know you didn't mean it was green, but this is, again, uh, very, very well-aged tobacco. It is. You can see on it very, very uh, good taste and clean. Uh, I like it. I may say, uh, you know, I I love their uh, Connecticut. Mm. Um, I look forward every year when they come out with their limited, their short run. This is uh, one of my, the best ones I've ever had. This is really, really good. It's very this good. Is, I'm really paying attention to it because you were doing the talking and uh, <laughs> you got a chance to I smoke. I got a chance to really smoke it and, and like it, and it's very, very good. So uh, that's that. Um, We've got some inventions yeah. that I came across. Okay. Do we have time to go through we this? We do. We have time. All right. So uh, inventive minds are always coming up with new and inventive ideas, if I can use that word more than once, uh, of ways of making your life that much easier. So... You know there's games on your iPhone and on your smartphones where you can tilt the phone and make the car go through the maze? And I hear. I, I don't do any of that. Okay. There is, there is yeah. such things as bowling games that everything motion activated and can detect what, what's going on. Yeah. Well, they've taken that technology and put it into, of all things, a screwdriver. So now, instead of having to pull a trigger, you turn your hand slightly to the right. Once you get past about a quarter of a turn, it drives the screw in for you. And other than the fact that it it looks like a screwdriver. That's that's the cool thing. I'm not really sure what the advantages of it, but you turn a quarter of a turn and it turns six times around for you. That's pretty cool. Well, it'll turn an infinite number of times. Yeah. It's kind of gyroscopic. I want one. Okay. I want that. <laughs> no, this is I'll the take one. That. This is the one I want. For the next time I is do it, the how, mayonnaise. how much is it? Is it big bucks? Does forty bucks. Forty bucks. <laughs> I want it. For forty bucks, I'll take that. This next one, I don't know how big a bottle is, but it's twenty-five cents a bottle. It's called Liquiguide. Liquid Glide. Liquid Glide. Uh, five MIT students and their professor came up with a way to make any surface so that things will slide off. From ketchup sliding out of bottles to ice off airplane wings, it's a plant-based product that adds a microscopic slippery coating to just about anything. So even a pan, no stick pans. Put it on a pan. You, I would want to put it on the floor and just edible slide. I don't, it doesn't say it's edible. It's plant-based. But so is cocaine, so I'm not sure where they're going with that. 25 cents a bottle, I would definitely want some. Uh, the Oroquick 
home HIV test, retailing for around $40. Uh, with just a swab of saliva and 20 minutes, you can see if you've got the HIV. Can you say yeah, that? Hit? I don't need. Okay. I don't know if I need the, the, the non-stick thing or the HIV. I certainly don't need the HIV. All right. Nor does the guy that have HIV I didn't have write $40. The list. Dollars, I just found it. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Elio Domestico Solar Water Distiller. 50 bucks. Uh, a freelance Distilling designer. water. Yeah. A freelance designer created a solar-powered distiller for use in coastal areas in the third world. That are deprived of fresh water. Wow. Uh, it is half as expensive and 67% more effective than existing models. And the hope is that manufacturers will adopt the open source design uh, and mass produce it for local populations. Open sourcing is very big in computers where there's no copyright yeah. on the, the patent. And they say, this is our idea. Save, have at it. Nice. Save lives with that. The only issue I have with it is it's not good to drink large quantities of distilled water. It'll deplete your body of minerals. But somebody in some third world country that has no water and ready to die, I don't know. It don't would think, be good for yeah. them. Temporarily. But uh, also, uh, you could get that and make distilled water for your humidor. You could. You could. How much? 50 bucks. 50 bucks. All right. So for $75, this isn't something that very many people uh, would buy. But they would be happy that someone else bought it. They are gloves that allow sign language to be translated to text and then to voice. So maybe you'd want to have it in case you come across somebody. We, we should probably have them here. Once in a while we get someone who only signs and they write things down for us. And, you know, I don't think we need that. It would be cool. We don't, we don't need the person. Nor we could we. hand it to them and say, sign away. <coughs> Anyways, that's 75 bucks for the gloves. How about tires that inflate themselves? Yes. I need those. $200. Uh, as soon as the pressure in these Goodyear tires, uh, which uh, it's estimated $200. They don't have a full retail price set, but uh, the tire will sense that it needs air. And then through a mechanical function, there's an electronic piece that opens a valve, but there's a mechanical function of as the tire rolls, the chamber fills with air. And then as you roll over it, it fills the tire up one pump each time it goes around until it gets full, and then the mechanic thing shuts it off. Can it seal the, the hole that's in the tire? Probably not. Okay. I'm not sure about that. There's nothing But it'll just here. keep pumping the air in and get you to the gas station and get you to wherever you got to get to. All right, I need that. Or that should actually come in the automobile I just bought. It should actually come with it for free. Probably does. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, how about... This uh, MIT student and an Army Ranger came up with a way a lot to provide... Of MIT guys. They're there doing are. It. They're bright. Right here. First responders with a technology that only, up till now, elite SEAL teams have. It'll give firefighters and uh, cops a full picture of the inside of a burning building or hostage situation. It's a baseball-sized orb that is tossed into the area, and it has six cameras that snap pictures while the sensors detect air quality, temperature, radiation, and other hazards. Huge. And then beams the data back to a mobile device. Another lifesaver right there. It'll be about $500. I would want one just to have bucks? it. $500? That's it? Just to have one. It would be cool. I'd like to invest into a company like that because they're going to sell that to every, every city uh, fire department, right? Every yeah. Police department. That's huge. Huge. Right. The Google Glass. Simply put, it's a computer built into the frame of a pair of glasses. It is a device that will make augmented reality part of our daily lives. 
It's a half an inch, uh, 1.3 centimeter display, which comes into focus when you look up and to the right, and users will be able to take, take and share photos, video chat, check appointments, access maps, and the web. Uh, consumers should be able to buy Google Glass in 2013, and they will retail for around $1,500. Then you got the next problem that's going to be people wearing these glasses while they drive. Yeah, you'll see signs on the mass pike saying, do not Google Glass and drive. It's against the law. Right. That's going to be the next thing, but it's going to take computers. You don't even need your, your computer anymore. You're just going to look in your glasses, and what do you do? Yell out the, the, what you want them to Google? You know, find me. I don't know. It doesn't say, but probably typing by blinking. Unbelievable. So the Jetsons is happening, man. This is uh, There's going one crazy. more thing that's really cool that I found. Yeah. It's the MakerBot Replicator 2, a three-dimensional printer that will print things. I've heard about this. You, need a, you come up with a new lighter design, and you want to make the prototype. You de develop the lighter in a 3D program, and you print it, and it becomes the right. reality. But it doesn't become a lighter. It's not a functioning lighter, but it becomes a, uh, an unworking prototype. Just like that, boom. Just like that, boom. How much for that? Big money. Yeah, $2,100. That's not bad. Not bad, hey. There, were, there was a time when a regular printer was $2,100. When you get a color. For a prototype of something, it probably costs you the $2,100 just to get the prototype of the lighter. Right. Done. So now you have a machine that does it, and you, you do them do all day long. So people be coming out with lighters. I'm sure they're not making them for lighters, but anything, right? Just, just about anything. Yeah. Just for anything. Three three dimensional printers. I'm, I'm hearing about that anyway. Three dimensional printers are out there. They are. So uh, that's awesome stuff. And uh, most of that stuff's ready to go. 2013. That's where we're in. It's party time, baby. I'll take the screwdriver right now. So that's good. Um, what else do we got going? So you know, Monday I'm doing. Uh, I'm going to be the guest host on NBC Sports. Uh, they're going to do it live from here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua uh, from 10 to noon. Then we're going to tape our show after that. Right. But uh, I'm going to be a guest host on a sports station, on a sports show. Any facts that he should know? Sports. sports. I should know, I should know something about sports. sports. What's it called if you get your picture taken you have your arm up like this around an invisible person? Tayoing. Tayoing. You could talk about tayoing. Oh, because of that, that the, the, uh, football player. You got, had Tebowing, and now you have Tebowing, which is hugging your imaginary girlfriend. Okay. Correct. All right. Yep, people are talking about that. I've w got to imagine it's going to be Monday, so the football games will already happened, so we'll know who's going to be playing in the Super Bowl, right? Correct. Absolutely. So those choices, it's going to be either Baltimore and the Patriots, so we know that's going to be the Patriots. Then it's going to be either San Francisco or the Atlanta Falcons, who's going to win that? San Francisco. Okay, yeah, the so hope is that it's the Patriots in San Francisco because then it's East Coast, West Coast, which doesn't happen often. It doesn't happen often. The hope for Patriots fans would be for Atlanta to win because they could really stomp Atlanta. San Francisco gave them problems in the regular season. It's good to have a sports guy here. So to it is. <laughs> so if it ends up being that, and, and they had never played each other, right? They played uh, San Francisco or Atlanta. Uh, San Francisco. San Francisco, they played early in the year. That was the game the Patriots lost at home in December. Oh, wow. Okay, so that, that'll that be a tough one then, I guess. Um, but in Atlanta, if it's Atlanta? If it's Atlanta, I fully expect the Patriots to win that game. <clears throat> but we don't expect them to beat the 49ers, or maybe they've learned from their mistakes and I think can step it up. they've learned from their mistakes in the second half of that game. The Patriots mounted a 28-point like uh, comeback. And uh, they had a chance to grab the lead in the fourth quarter. They never did. So they could win in New Orleans. 
in New Orleans. That's where the game's going to be played. So I get that, too. There we go. I'm trying to remember all this stuff. Uh, if they talk about the Bruins, you know, the Bruins started playing, and uh, I don't even know one player, but I'll figure out some of that. I'm going to get whatever I can. Yeah, you got down. a player name for us? Zdeno Chara is their, is Chara. their captain. Yeah. Chara is their captain. Sagan's What's the name the of the goalie? Guy. That would be Tukarask. Tukarask. Isn't he someone that gave him a hard time? He's like... May not play the goalie for them next year. He's he's uh, he's been a prospect for a long time. They brought him up a few years ago. Him and Tim Thomas split time. He has a problem with injuries. He's 171 pounds. Most of these goalies are over 200 pounds, so you can expect him to miss some time this season, even though it's a shortened season. Fair enough. Injury-prone goalies. You got that going for you. And that's the Bruins guy. He's injury-prone. That's the Bruins guy. He's 170 pounds. 171 pounds. All right, so yeah, you got to say 171 because you want to sound like I you know what you're talking need, about. I say we need to fatten up the goalie. And then you can start talking about food. Ooh, there's a segue. And then I, that's what i got to do. i got to get into something like I know what I'm talking about and then take the subject completely off yeah, of what it is. You've had beach pizza and then you just, right. you know. <laughs> yes, I have. Uh, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to do that. Then we're going to end up doing the show uh, immediately following that. So next week's show, uh, pretty action-packed because I'm going to bring the sports guy onto our show for the first segment. Okay. And he's going to talk a little about sports, so you can, he'll take it from, from that Hopefully. Anyway. Right. <laughs> so we'll I talk nothing. But, so we'll have a little, little about, about what the Super Bowl is going to be for next week's show, and he'll give us his intel of what that is. But then also, after that, we have um, from CYB Cigars, um, we're going to have uh, Jose, Jose Blanco, Blanco is going to come on, uh, and we'll talk to him about CYB, why they had to change the name of it, because Quanca y Blanco was actually taken. Right. How crazy is that? Um, he is a new father. He's an, he's an older man, and yep. he's a new father. Um, he, also, we've got an event coming up with him. Yes. $22, and you get to smoke a special cigar that he put together, and there's going to be a Q&A after. Now, most Q&As would be the consumer asking the manufacturer what the, the questions. This is going to be flipped around. He is going to be asking the consumer questions because the cigar that we're smoking at that event, one of them, has four different wrappers and is slightly blended differently throughout those four wrappers. So those four changes on the cigar, he wants to know what the consumer thinks, and that's what the event is all about. It's going to be, it's never been done that I know of at the consumer level like this. That's called the Cigar Symposium. And the cigar itself, when you say four wrappers, it is on different parts of the cigar. Right. So it's a, a striped cigar, like a pole striped cigar. The, the, stri the stripes go in concentric circles around like, uh, like a tree. Yeah. They're wrapped around. And I've never smoked a cigar like that before, so that'll be interesting. But you've got to imagine where the taste of outside wrapper dramatically changes the cigar. And we, sure. And we've, we've tasted... That cigar with the with the with the rapid. We had the um, Cabanetta yeah. that John Hart took the Maduro off mouthpiece off, and it dramatically changed. And the it was cigar. a different cigar, right? Completely. And that's not even what you were smoking. That cigar also changes if you have the guts to smoke it past the band and get to the change on the wrapper. You got about a quarter of an inch that you can smoke it before it gets too hot. Dramatically, and it's different. phenomenal. Yeah, dramatically different. That's so the big win for that cigar. So that will be interesting. That'll be interesting too. So uh, what else do we have, uh, Nick? Uh, you are a um, a broadcaster, or you are the guy that makes the uh, mechanical things work at a radio station. I'm the production director at. Pull that mic a little closer because I can barely hear you in my headset. I'm the production director at WGAM The Game. I'm Matt Peralt's producer, who, okay. who's the GM of the radio station. That goes on from 4 to, uh, four to 7. 
during the weekdays. Uh, I do, you know, all their sound editing, a lot of their podcasting, some web work. I basically and a little bit of voiceover work them. now. And a little bit of voiceover yeah. work, for sure. So, um, you know, so our audience understands what ends up happening when you, you take it out of the studio, like everybody does their, their shows from the studio, and you bring it into a uh, somewhere else where you're going to do the show and you're going to wire into there. The, the problems that end up happening is because it, it's not direct into the feed which you're doing, but what ends up happening is we got all kinds of different places we're going to. We're broadcasting over to one radio station who's taken that, and then they send it off to the other radio stations uh, along with the TV, along with everything that happens. And, it, you know, I don't know a nice way to say it. It's a cluster. Something. Yeah. That, it's a network. Yeah. It's a network. A whole, ne- a whole network thing happens, and, and that's what ends up happening with us. But uh, so our audience understands the reason why we do it, and we could come off a lot smoother going to uh, the stations and doing it, is we really try to tell you what's going on with cigars as we're smoking the cigar. Correct. And the E.P. Carrillo that we're smoking now, I'm loving what, what, the, what the cigar tastes like. We, we said early on how strong it is. It's not all that strong. It's not. Very balanced, full flavor, a lot of flavor. It's not strong to me at all. Right. At all. Uh, but we need to do this on the Cigar Authority so we can actually smoke the cigars. The other folks that do it, I, I don't know what, what they're doing and why they're pulling it off there so it sounds smoother maybe or whatever. Maybe. But you really got to smoke the cigar to enjoy the cigar as opposed to telling you what it tasted like after the fact. And very, very hard to do anyway. So uh, thank, thank you, uh, uh, Nick, for uh, jumping in here and helping us out here. Um, next week we are taping the show, so we're going to do a Tuesday. Those that want to catch it on um, Monday. Uh, Monday. Monday, yeah, Monday, uh, can catch it um, on thecigarauthority.com from 1 to 3. From 1 to 3. So um, uh, that's it. I'm off to Miami, Cuba, or who the heck knows where, uh, but I'll come back with information on that, new smokes and uh, all that. So for Sean in the studio, for Nick by our side, Mr. Jonathan, I'm David Garofalo. Thank you, everybody, for listening and dealing with us on The Cigar Authority uh, on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And if you've learned nothing else, please... Keep the lit end out of your mouth.